0: From the Krypton Phoenix. This is Jimmy Bones, and you're listening to Bones on Sports. <laughs> Today's podcast, we'll be talking Super Bowl. I'll be talking a little MLB Hall of Fame. I'll be closing it out with a couple of Coyotes questions. So sit back. Relax. This is Jimmy Bones. Bones on sports. So it would appear that Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles got the last laugh. Foles. Wow. Uh, I found it very interesting that the Patriots try and run a trick play, uh, a reception to Brady that hit his fingertips and was dropped, and the Eagles come back and say, this is how it's done, uh, this is how we do it, and Nick Foles gets that uh, fourth down play in for a touchdown. That game from a casual Fan standpoint was a hell of a game. Uh, frankly, I didn't have a horse in the race. You know, was it cheering for the Patriots? Yeah, I was cheering for the Patriots. I was at a friend's house who's a Patriots fan. Um, <clears throat> what do we got to do here? A little PBR action on a Sunday night. But I, either way, I wanted to see a good game, and that's what these two teams delivered. It was Denver a blowout. It was always within the graphs of the Patriots. Usually, they marched on the field, and they get that touchdown. Today, they started marched on the field uh, with the ball in Brady's hands is what you want, uh, but the Eagles stripped it, and that was pretty much the end of the game right there. Although, that Hail Mary was pretty close. was pretty close. So, great game. Uh Don't have a ton to say about it right now. I do want to go back and look at a couple of the replays. Uh, I know some people have been saying on Twitter that the trick play was an illegal formation. I think the wide receiver might have been lined up too far back. I haven't seen it close enough to really make a judgment. Uh, But really, I feel that this, this year, the Super Bowl delivered, and it makes me already miss football. And it makes me not... Uh, not not it makes me i can't wait i can't wait for next year um next season uh training camps don't start up till the summer uh let's hurry up and get there uh i miss football bring it back as soon as possible you know other than that i think locally the big question that we'll have answered in a couple of days is going to be whether or not larry fitzgerald hangs up the cleats personally i hope not i really don't i think the guy's got a year or two left in him. And, and I really I really want to see him come back. Although, after watching today and just sitting back and wondering, you know, who might be throwing for the Cardinals next year, uh, I don't think I'd mind if Foles or Carson Wentz showed up here. I think the Eagles have a difficult decision to make in the offseason. If they lost that game, no questions, you bring Wentz back. Uh, since they won the game, what do you do? Foles is a U of A kid. Would you want to come back? I think he did. I think he grew up in Texas, played high school football in Texas, but uh, did his college time at the U of A. I say bring him back. Uh, let's see what this guy's got. Um, <clears throat> Blaine Gabbert, whoever's not the answer. But uh, well, I like what I saw out of the kid. I think he did a good job. Uh, neither one of the defenses really showed up, as you can see. There was over a thousand yards total offense today. That was a little, ah, You know, with defense wins championships, but you know what? If I can see an offensive Super Bowl output like that, I'm all for it. I really, truly am all for it. So, great game. Uh, I know it's not a lot of in depth analysis, but, uh, you know, the thing just ended, what, two hours ago? Uh, Not even, probably about an hour ago. So, if there's more I want to talk about down the road, I'll definitely talk about it at the next podcast. Uh, But I really kind of wanted to get into. Um, Some Hall of Fame. I got an interesting viewer email, not viewer, uh, listener email that I want to get to. So let's talk a little bit about Major League Baseball and the Hall of Fame. Time. So the question I got in listener email was there were a couple of names on the ballot this year that may or may not ever get into the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Manny Ramirez, Kurt Schilling. Uh, Out of the four of those, the the three of them have one thing in common, and that's steroids. Uh, The other guy, Schilling, has something... uh, I don't want to say in common, but doesn't have any accusation of steroids, never showed up in a report, never had to testify uh, to defend himself. Uh, but the guy, since he left baseball, has been a little crazy. Um, he, the, he's never met a controversial political meme that he's never liked. Uh, he appeared on I can't remember if it was a podcast or a talk show with a candidate who's got ties to white supremacy. Uh should these guys be led into the Hall of Fame? So we're going to tackle two things today with one fell swoop, and that's going to be listener email and the controversial take of the week. So the controversial take of the week is this. Should Kurt Schilling be in the Hall of Fame? I say yes. Bonds, Ramirez, Sosa, McGuire, all these guys that took steroids to hit home runs, I say no. But Schilling, is Schilling a, 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 loony, a loony tune on the left field? Yeah, he is. But the guy was a damn good baseball player. He never shot up. He never took steroids. Whatever. He went out there with pure talent. Won a World Series. Strike that one, two World Series. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he should. Uh, we don't... it. it In my opinion, it doesn't make sense to keep an eye off the ballot because you don't agree with his politics. Is that a controversial take? Yeah, I think so, because I think a lot of people say you don't want someone representing baseball who has these crazy views. Well, people have crazy views all the time, and we don't restrict what they can and can't do within the confines of the sport or within the confines of their job. That just doesn't really happen. So just because somebody has views that's non-mainstream does that mean that they're not a damn good baseball player and shouldn't be let into the Hall of Fame? I say no. If the guy's numbers prove it, and I say they that they do, the numbers speak for themselves. I say let them in. Bonds, no. McGuire, no. Sosa, no. Man no. Pete Rose, who bet on the game, no. Um, cheaters shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Good baseball players should be. You know, if you look at the. If you look at the the cast of people that got elected uh, this year, Vladimir Guerrero, great baseball player. I mean, the guy was smooth. I love the way he played ball. Trevor Hoffman, hell of a closer. Larry Chipper Jones, yeah, I didn't like the guy very much, but he was a good baseball player. I would have put him at first base any time. Jack Morris, won two World Series, one with Detroit, one with Toronto. Great pitcher. Uh, Alan Trammell, another Detroit guy. Great shortstop. Won the World Series for him in '84. You know those guys deserve to be in there. Cheaters don't. Keep them off the ballot. A guy with an extreme right political sense or a guy with an extreme left political sense shouldn't keep somebody in or out of the Hall of Fame because of that. Uh, vote them in next time around, guys. Do the right thing. So that's all I've got for Major League Baseball. I got another email here uh, coming up in the next little segment uh we'll chat very briefly about the coyotes organization email i got bones. was uh bones jimmy bones hey Who do you see down in Tucson that you like? What are you getting from the Roadrunners? What are you excited about for the future? So that's a lot all in one. Uh, You know, to be quite honest with you, I haven't done a ton of research on the Roadrunners and who's down there. So I got to looking at the roster and I got to taking a little peek and something kind of jumped out at me. And I want to look closer But what jumped out at me is there wasn't a lot of youth on the team. I found a lot of guys in their mid to late 20s, uh, if not approaching 30, which I found kind of interesting. But there was some youth in there, and I think a lot of these might be housed in the ECHL, and I believe Fort Wayne Comets rolled into the um, Tucson Roadrunners, uh, which feeds into their NHL squad that's, by the way, not doing very good. Just got blown out by L.A. last night, and... It's the same thing over and over. You know they don't know what to do with this young talent. Uh, Houston's going to have a great game, a great team in a couple of years. You know, pick your cliche is going to apply the Coyotes right now. Don't really want to talk about them, but I do want to focus on Tucson for a minute. And you know what? You know wh- what? did I see? What do I? What do I like? Um, you know, there's a couple of kids down there that I want to take a closer look at, and if I ever get a chance to watch them skate, I want to do that. Um, you know, one of them is is Nick Merkley. I mean, this kid's 20 years old. He'll be 21 in May. 35 points in 29 games, 18 goals. Uh, I'm sorry, 18 goals, 17 assists, uh, for 35 points. That seems pretty solid. Yeah, that really does. Um, <clears throat> and you got another, well, the, you just got a guy you traded for here. Um, and Lauren Dolphin, uh, gosh, what's this kid? Again, probably 22 years old. Went off went off to Chicago, uh, played in Rockford, I believe, and then went over to, to Tucson. Um, not anything to, to write home about, but why did they bring him back? Was it just part of the deal, or did they see something that I'm missing? You know, Again, I don't get a chance to watch these guys play. They're not televised up here, uh, so I do want to try and find a way to to watch him, to watch him play, um, you know, Lawson Kraus played a lot in the NHL last year. Uh, Dylan Strom, again, he's a he's he's up and down. Um, yeah, Kevin Ekman Larson, uh, pretty sure that's Oliver's little brother. Uh, they look exactly the same, but I can't confirm that. Again, he's 22 years old. Um, plays defense. Uh, gosh, what has he got so far this year? 14 games played, one assist. So. Last year, forty-seven games, uh, seven assists. Uh, doesn't have it to plus minuses. That's how I like to judge a. a um, that's why like to judge a. a defenseman's on the plus minus, but you know, not seeing a lot of youth. Um, took me a little bit by surprise. Uh, like I said, a lot of people born in the mid nineties that are putting them in their early twenties, and. You know, where's you know, if this is feeding into the coyotes, is that a concern? You no, know, kind of. I, I I believe it is, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about it. You know, is it a concern that you're that you're going to be bringing in a bunch of people in their late twenties uh, when you want to get competitive? You know, yeah, late twenties isn't old for a hockey player as you get into your early thirties. Um, but are you really building a long term winning team uh, without feeding without feeding youth into the organization? I don't think so. Compared to the D-backs from a couple years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this, um, this had to have been, oh, Lord, this is just coming to mind, so I haven't done the research on it, but maybe six, seven years ago, a lot of a lot of guys in the Major League Club got injured. They brought up a bunch of folks um, <clears throat> from the AAA squad in, was it Reno? Uh, I have to look it up. But remember, they called them the baby backs. They said, hey, it's the baby backs. Oh, my goodness, all these young kids, the baby backs. Goldschmidt was part of that. Um, oh, man, I can't remember all those guys' names. I'll, I'll have to have to look into it a little bit. But that's the same point is, hey, we're able to bring some youth into the organization. Uh, they came in from the AAA side. You know, In this case, the a feeds into the NHL. If there's not a lot of the youth there, then what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're wasting this youth. We talked about it last time with tourists. So, again, what's the, what's, the, what's the long-term plan here? I, I'd be curious to talk to somebody at the, at the Coyote's front office to see what their long-term goal is. But until then, I'm just purely speculating and guessing. <laughs> and from the looks of it, I'm not sure they know either. So, you know, so that about wraps things up. You know, we do have one more little bit of, uh, we do have another little bit of um, business to attend to. In local, local Hockey News, the Rebels are taking on the Dillos at the Arcadia Ice Rink tomorrow night for the Beeling Championship game. Um, that's one thing. Uh, number two, I recently found out that you're supposed to urinate on a jellyfish sting, not a jelly stain. So to the uh, lady at the IHOP, I do apologize, and I hope you can forgive me. And this is Jimmy PBR Bones where the PBR stands for Pap's Blue Ribbon. So until next time, follow me on Twitter at on Sports. Email me your questions or comments at yahoo at Yahoo.com. And if you want to check out more Age of Radio podcasts, head on over to Facebook.com and just search Age of Radio. So until next time, This is Jimmy, PBR Bones, from the Krypton Phoenix, and this has been Bones on Sports.